the James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Hey guys, bonjour. Comment vas-tu? Très bien, merci. So what's your take on the vintage? Yeah, I think if you remind me, if you talk about crops, I remind me a bit about 2005. Very generous, a lot of fruit out there. But uh, for us, with our program, we, we adapt the crop based on shoot lengths. Mm -hmm. So it's always kind of that they give us standardized. So I think we, we had a great uh, season overall. It was pretty easy to manage. And especially during when you think about picking, it was very forgiven. You could pick at your own leisure. I heard uh, that. So that was fantastic that way. The crop, the past, I think some people got greedy, especially after 17. So I think you got to always keep that in mind. Some people saw the opportunity to go at it and be greedy. And for us, we stick to the program. We see short shoot, nothing. Average shoot like one and big shoot two. And then no clumping, no touching. So having respect in that, I think that give us uh, more density than some other people. They, they must have stretch to get that concentration and that ripening. And for us, we are more in the normal boundaries uh, of what we, in terms of ripening and, and, and phenolic windows. Very interesting. Well, let's taste some wines. What do you want? So uh, do you want to start? What do you want to start with first? Remind me, it's been a, uh, it's been a few uh, doozy of a week. Uh, remind me what we sent you. Temp do you have Tempest? We have everything. Okay. I got more than I, I don't even get this in, when I go see you guys. Well, you know, it was a, this is a special <laughs> more just in case. This is a special Hong Kong edition. Yeah, uh, really the Hong Kong Zoom taste. One off, the one off series. So I would say Tempest, um, okay. you know, maybe start with Tempest and then we, uh, and then we, yeah, do you have Falstaff? Yeah, of course. It's right, right here. Yeah. Okay. Then I would go Tempest, Falstaff, Bard. Maybe we do those three first. Yes, yeah, so this has a really um, nice fruit extraction and depth, firm, totally together. Really, you know, on you know the uh, classic rum style, but dialed back just a tiny bit, which I like—a little bit less high tone fruit. So, what remind me? Where does Tempest come from? Okay, so these first three wines, <clears throat> Tempest, Falstaff, and Bard, are all varietal-driven. So Tempest is always Merlot-driven. Uh, okay. um, in 18, it was three-quarters Merlot, 75%. Um, and then the other 25% was Cab. Um, and so we're blending, in, the, in all three of these wines, we're blending a variety of vineyards. But in the case of Tempest, I think one of the things that's become pretty um, unique for us is like there's, some, there's a little bit of Calistoga Merlot in that wine but then there's some cooler climate uh, merlot coming from oak knoll a little bit from our property here yeah. in, in stag's leap and then going forward even forella we play with comes yeah, yeah yeah so it's kind of a combination james i would say of like calistoga gives you that warm higher toned fruit but then oak knoll and certainly coombsville you know gives you uh, a little more textural elements and a, and a little fresher you know cooler climate profile Really nicely done. Maybe one of the best tempests you've done. Okay, so now what do you want to taste then? Falstaff. Okay, let me find. Yeah, that's the return because we did on a one in 17. So 
So fall stuff. The Cabernet Franc based wine. Um, and now we play with the fruit from the, the property that we uh, contracted a few years ago, Upper Range. Uh, north of Miners, uh, on the on the east side of Oakville, um, I would say like same kind of look, um, orientation and exposure of uh, Dalla Valley, a 600 feet elevation on the east side plateau. Again, nice de- density. <clears throat> I like the way that it's all like really together. There's really no, uh, it's sort of seamless which is good. A lot of the wines I've tasted from 18, yeah, they, you, like you lose it in the center palate or it's mm-hmm. length is short or, you know, it's sort of just... Chopped around, yeah. Yeah, so this one is just really, again, seamless and beautifully structured. So nice nice job. Cool. Okay, let's try the next wine then. Okay, so you did Falstaff. Uh, so next, Bard would be next. Okay. It's interesting that a lot of people... When you like speaking to people, the the accepted wisdom is, oh, 2018, it could be better than 16. And, and now I'm tasting stuff. Sorry. No way. <laughs> you know, every year is epic. Every year is epic. Yellow card. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Straight to the red. Straight, Straight, to, the red. Red. Straight to the red. Uh, so, so Bard, um, you, you're familiar with this wine. Um, the that's the one that went in the store. Uh, he had uh, 14. You were yeah, selling yeah. the 14 vintage. So, mm. so 18 Bard, um, probably one of the more complex Bards that we've produced yet uh, in terms of how many vineyard sources are in it. Um, I think there was something like 23, 25 oh, lots or more, more 40 plus. Oh wow. Okay, so a number. You know, a lot of different components. There's there's everything from Calistoga to Coombsville. East side, west side, hillside, valley floor, everything's in here. It's 85% Cabernet. The rest is Cab Franc, Merlot, PV, like normal. The only other little distinguishing fact that we decided to be transparent about, because we kind of liked it, was that this was the first time we put um, 2% Petite Syrah in this wine. Um, And that is going to relate to a vineyard that you're going to taste later in the portfolio but some Petit Syrah from the Beckstoffer Born Vineyard that we, uh, that we get. And uh, it fit into the blend. It kind of added some interesting kind of aromatic components to it. So we, we thought, why does this wine have to be just a classic Bordeaux blend? Why can't it be a, a classic Napa blend? And if that means 60-year-old head-trained Petit Syrah vines, so be it. Really good. And I love the drink. It's really drinkable, really beautiful drinkability. Um, but at the same time, it's one for uh, it'll age really well. And it's going to I think it's going to be one of those wines where now we taste it and we're going, whoa, it's so good. It's so drinkable. And then like in a year, it's going to close down. Yeah, like it, it could be uh, also because we also did some uh, we're doing more and more of the concrete edging. Oh, uh, so OK. You, stay cool. away from, you know, from the bears. So yeah. we're looking into that wine to bring that uh, notion we love. You know, we've been experimenting with Merlot, Capfranc, and, and Cabernet Sauvignon, and we really like what it does in terms of keeping that freshness, that kind of nervousness to the wine, and uh, we're going to do more and more in that overboard, you will see. So this one was kind of the, the test driving. I think it's going to be great. Well, nice job. Really good. So what's uh, what's next? 
I would go. So, so those are the blends. Then we go into the single vineyards. Um, what do you think? You want to go who you next? Yeah. Who are you next? Um, Pritchard Hill. So, so who ye, which is Pritchard Hill. That's the one with the, uh, the, 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 the Polaroid photo. Yeah. I remember. Probably Pritchard Hill had much less of a problem. Hmm? Yeah, James, we're not spitting. Uh, it's it's, know, it's close to dinner, so close to dinner time here. So, <laughs> I'm you. but I unfortunately it's morning. I haven't had breakfast yet. <laughs> or the coffee. So beautiful nose right away. You know, with some uh, conifer and lead pencil blackberries. I think it was a very good, like uh, typical preacher Hill. Uh, very very a nice you know again back to the vintage i think we can find the the, the terroir a little bit more the ava very expressive in their own yeah i totally agree with you this one really tastes like pritchard here will you have that stones and the and the conifer and stuff but then just that little touch of like ripe um dry fruit and you know a, a lot like stuff like chapelet stuff you yeah. know um more in that style than let's say the Colgan thing. And I really like that. Some really uh, black fruits too. Okay. So next we go to Forella, uh, Coombsville. Uh, so Forella, this was, so 18, the thing to say here was this was the first year we took over the farming. Um, obviously, as you know, we've been in that vineyard for a long time, but it finally, uh, 18 was the year we kind of structured the new partnership with the Forella family. Uh, which we're super excited about, uh, which gave us um, control of the vineyard right away. Um, and I think, you know, it's it, we knew the site. Benoit certainly was very comfortable there, uh, but we also felt like there was some some changes we could make in terms of canopy management and, uh, and irrigation practices. A little bit different flavor profile than, uh, let's say, uh, Paul, too. You're getting more spice uh, character and sandalwood. I don't know if that's your wood use. Or if it's more the position of the vineyards or what you're doing, but um. we typically we, we back away a bit from the wood, seventy five percent new, and still you know the Terence or the Danashu, so that's our classic. Um, so I would say that the, we we in different parts of Kumbis, we very close from the um, the Vaca Range, the, the range yeah. just on the bottom, the food here, so. Uh, facing facing west, and uh, I think Paul is in a very different scenario, almost facing uh, south, facing south, and, south and yeah, west, um, a little bit of west, maybe, yeah, yeah. east, yeah, it's a very almost, different part of Coombsville. Very different. It almost has sort of stag's leap character to it, with the pines and all this sort of. It's really cool, a nice style, yeah. Well, that's a good good segue. You say where you want to taste Moonracer. Oh, okay. so moon, <laughs> so moon Racer next. <laughs> It's really the best I've had. Thank you. That's that's what we felt, but it's all the work. You know, the vintage was very extremely favorable, especially for us to express all the variation we have on the side, uh, from the south facing to the east facing, and and picking at the very leisure. I think we had peak within like a month yeah. and 10 days in between the south facing came early, east facing, we let it uh, do its things. Um, so I think that was, again, beautiful vintage and uh, 
that couple with the farming and the improvement we make on site, I think that start to to show a more uh, precise uh, moon racer. Uh, I yeah, hope. totally. So that's what I wrote. Even tasting it yesterday, such precision and elegance and great length. Really complex. Really stunning. No, really. You should stop the tasting right here. Drop the mic. Wow. Now we're, uh, we're we're really excited about that site and I, this site. I mean, we're sitting here now, and I, I I think there's something magical about. I mean, obviously Benoit had a history on this site that goes back to 2004, but but he wasn't always able to have the farming support and the team yeah. and the tank space, and yeah. so to be able to pick a property that's only 20 acres but 30 days apart. You think about that, James. It's like first pick is in mid September, and the last pick could be in could be in late October. That's how much diversity. You know, a little microclimate is the, on this hill of Wapo Hill, which is pretty cool. Really, really amazing. Okay, what's what's next then? Okay, so maybe you want to go Hartwell Grace? Sure. Okay, so I think this let's stay segue. let's stay um, in Stag's Leap. There's a wine without a label on it. it just should it should just say uh, Hartwell uh, or Hartwell Grace, maybe. Yeah. So we bought the vineyard. Uh, we bought that parcel. It's adjacent to Moonracer. It's adjacent yeah. to where we are. But the Hartwells kept it for several years. There it is. There it is. You got it. Um, and and so we uh, when we bought the property, uh, we we kept the uh, the barrels uh, from the eighteen and nineteen vintage. We had made the wine anyways, and so it just the barrels with the land kind of was part of the sale. And so now we're going to keep it separate, and, and hopefully you'll see why when you taste it. I think the profile of this of the of the blocks that are at the top of the hill are very different than Moonracer. Now we, we we cannot wait to have you back to show you what it is and where it is because it's very uh it, it's a unique unique special place and we 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 privileged to uh, to acquire it this year so I mean there's some exciting wine coming from there uh, as you can yeah. taste already yeah totally different microclimate it's up at 500 feet of elevation um, all the vines uh, budwood from the Grace family so that's why we call it Artwell Grace ah okay cool. Yeah, there's an history there and it's planted in 85. So uh, the oldest plant material we have. And we really like uh, isolate that. And, and I think it came up like special in 18 and, and 19 and hopefully. But will it say, will it say Realm or will it be Hartwell Grace? What's the brand? It will say Realm, but the name of the wine on the back label will say Hartwell Grace. So an app, it w- it'll be yeah. Can, yeah, it's a, it's part of the realm portfolio. So it'll be realm, realm, side, it'll be realm yeah. sellers. Yeah, and then Hartwell. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Realm sellers, Stag's Leap District, uh, uh, and the name of the vineyard, if you will, will be called Hartwell Grace. Okay. The tannins are very uh, fine, and they just sort of they're fondue. They just melt into the wine. You almost don't see the tannins. I love you know, that. It just comes across the. Yeah, like melted. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the next wine actually would be also an, uh, one that doesn't have a label. It just has a name on it called Bextoffer. Or maybe I can't remember if I sent you one with a label on it. It's called Bextoffer Born. Oh, yeah, perfect. Perfect. I sent you a finished one. Excellent. So, James, that, that was the Kata, the Kata wine. Okay. So that's the continuity. So, so yeah, back in uh, back in the day, it was it was called Kata. Uh, David Beckstoffer started his own label from this vineyard, Beckstoffer Born, that of course is his family oh, yeah, owned. Of course, yeah. 
and and Benoit was making the wines. And so David decided he wanted to spend more time just focused on the vineyard management company. And and so we just worked out a deal. And since Benoit was already making the wine, it was kind of a no brainer that we basically merged Kata into Realm. Um, and so now we have the Beckstoffer Born uh, Vineyard as part of our portfolio. That wine has- It has uh, it's raw, right? Yes. Yeah. We, um, so th there is two differences, uh, James. There is uh, a new blog that's coming online, you know, 337, that uh, did replant that Petit Syrah. We the only one we saved 10 rows. Yeah. So the Cabernet, the 337 have been evolving and giving more of the body that we were looking for. So we kind of use more of the Cab for less of the Petit Syrah. So Petit Syrah is on kind of the, the lower percentage. We have 10%. And I think in 19, we will look at 7% because the cab is, is really developing there. And we have the clone 8 and the clone 337. And we find we're achieving um, a great texture with the cabs. Okay, so we go to uh, Dr. Crane next. That's very uh, typical. You know, Crane, you're getting the stones and but probably, but not the um, the opulence that you normally get, probably because of the cooler vintage. And no, I think mineral and tension. Um, Pretty tight. Yeah, that one might need. Are, are you are you Coravin in these? Yes. Yeah, it might need the canting. But anyways, yeah, I like maybe, it's, it's yeah, really solid. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you pull the cork on that one, see how it goes over the next few hours. I think we, we did the same that's here. So. For lunch. Yeah, yeah, that's what you have for lunch. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> with your with your uh with your Korean fried chicken. Yeah. Right. I need that for breakfast. The same thing in our spice. <laughs> so from Crane, we go to Tokolon afterwards. Okay, and then Tokolon. And then there's two Tokolons. There's Tokolon and there's a Tokolon Cab Franc. We'll do the uh, the normal right. Tokolon first. With yeah, you have the red eye and the green eye. Yeah, red eye first. So Tokolon, this this Tokolon definitely uh, is a less is less opulent and more uh, fragrant this year. I saw that in a number of Tokolons. From I had Schrader as well. Yeah. And um, that's just because it, of the cooler growing season, right? Yeah, we, we always, I think we touch and we talk about that with you, like about that notion of baby fat. Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, like it's like, think about 14. It was not super fleshy, not to eat more linear and lanky. And I think it turned out beautiful. And I think 18 is going to be more that. You want the merge of, like we say, about weakness. So I think you have enough. But the fruit is beautiful. If, if you nail it, the fruit expression is, is, is pretty, very distinctive, and you recognize every terroir, uh, tokenon smell like tokenon, crane, et cetera. So it's, it's just pretty exquisite that way. I'm with you. And last will be the Cab Franc, so the green eye. Yep. And so we started doing this a couple of years ago. You've had, you've had this um, for, the last, for the last few, I think, where... There's a few rows of Cab Franc in the back of the vineyard, and we've just decided to keep it separate, mostly because it is so distinct. Um, and you have a, yeah, yeah, we sent them a 750. Yeah. So we actually only bottle that wine, James, in a Magnum. 
but we we bottled a couple of 750s for critic tastings like this so that's what we sent you but that wine is a hundred percent cabernet franc there's no uh so in some years we've we've, we've had a little uh, had a barrel of cabernet to blend in but this year it's a hundred percent cabernet franc so uh the tannins are so fine beautiful fondue <laughs> Absolutely. J'aime la fondue. No, because they say that. Haven't you heard that in France? Or it's like, oh, mais ça c'est très fondu, les tannins, mais fin. Anyways, I really like this for Cabernet, and it proves how excellent Cabernet Franc is in, uh, in Napa. And by the way, I think your Merlot was really fantastic this year. And I think that both, that, that really um, highlights how, you know, Napa doesn't have to just be Cabernet. Yeah, and, and, and over-the-top cab. Right? Yeah. We, yeah. I'm really... Yeah. You know, I think that they, we, we, but when, with both of those varietals, Merlot and Cabernet Franc, it just it, it reinforces the importance of sight. Yeah. Uh, that you got to be careful, you know, that you don't overdo it. Um, in both the site itself, but also the farming practices around that. Um, Cabernet seems to be more resilient. It's, you know, more hardy, if you will. Yeah. Um, but, but those other two varietals, I think we got to be super careful. He's more giving. I mean, it's more forgiving on the cab, but the, the Merlot and the Cab Franc, you got to be done right from the farming to uh, up to the finish line, which is hard to achieve. And I think that's why you don't see it as often and as easily or I think so, that's interesting. So these wines are being sold now then, right? We we released the the first three wines you tasted were released in um, to our mailing list in September and we're and we're selling now for the trade internationally and then the rest of them that you have are going to get released in February. All the single vineyards will get released in February. So yeah, thanks for the tasting. It was uh, congratulations the wines were so well done. If I had just tasted, you know, your wines, I would probably have a different interpretation of the vintage. Uh, but there's some fantastic wines like you guys and Paul. I really like the wines from um, Schrader this year. Nicely done. So, okay, guys. Thanks again. Have a great evening. And, uh, Happy holidays to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Merci. Ciao. Yeah.